When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's Miller and Condon. Our number two. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. In 15 minutes or thereabouts, Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com will join us. We'll recap uh, the Wisconsin game from last night. Get the latest on football from Tom as well. That's coming up here in about 15 minutes. Right now, our friend Dave Sproul, KASI 1430 on the AM dial. That's where you can hear Dave Sproul. If you're a Cyclone fan who can't be in front of your TV tomorrow night at 5 o'clock, you can listen to Dave Sproul and Eric Heft on the Cyclone Radio Network. Of course, down the hall here, 100.3 The Bus, as uh, Dave pinch hits for John Walters as he gets past his uh, uh, his COVID. Uh, how how are you, Dave Sproul? Congratulations on the call-up. How how's things going? <laughs> oh, you know, just another slow week up to your names. Not much going on. <laughs> no, it was good to hear you. It was good to see you. Uh, the the, the, uh, the camera would pan down the bench. You catch TJ, and when TJ was walking in front of the uh, you guys, he of course got a little FaceTime, which doesn't hurt. So, uh, is that the first time you've done a Big Twelve men's game? Uh, for Iowa State, yes. A few years back, uh, Northern Illinois needed some help, and I did a basketball game for them at Hilton Coliseum because oh. their announcers were doing a midweek football game. Uh, so I've done that before, but kind of from the other perspective, but this is the first time I've done it for Iowa State men's basketball on the Cyclone Network. Uh, really cool and great opportunity for you, Dave. So you know this team incredibly well. How different is it, though, from what you're normally doing and being back in that play-by-play chair and, and also going from high school, as you call games, for the little Cyclones and jumping up there and doing a men's basketball game. Game's got to go a little quicker for you. Most of the time it does, but Wednesday night, <laughs> uh, not so much. <laughs> that one was, uh, as Brock Eason said after the game, you know, a rock, a rock fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one was certainly a little different. Uh, I, I gotta admit, I was, I was pretty nervous going into that one because I got very short notice on Wednesday about doing Wednesday night's game. But I'll tell you what a pro Eric Hept is. He comes so just super prepared, not only with his knowledge of Iowa State and its opponent, uh, but all the things that go into making a broadcast good, he and John kind of have this down to a science by now. So I was just just plugging in some of the some of the holes there, and that's all. Uh, and then once the game got started, I, I got a little more comfortable, and it was a little bit more like a typical kind of play by play situation. But it is very different being in that arena in that atmosphere with those level of players, uh, certainly compared to a high school game. Well, it wasn't the prettiest day, but at the end of the day, they put another one in the win column. Uh, offense is going to be seemingly difficult to find on this team uh, this year. Brockington is is going to get his. Uh, Jazz Koontz will... Um, you know he'll 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 chip in as, as as he did. He got to the free throw line a whole bunch in that game. I, I recall that about it. But where where's that offense? Where could it come from? Enaruna struggled the other night. Uh, Hunter's going to have um, you know ups and downs in his freshman campaign. Kalsher, you know he's 
every now and then he can provide some offense, but you can certainly come to uh, know that you can't expect that from him. Is there anybody that can step up that, you know, maybe, maybe a grill gets consistently hot instead of, you know, one game he's, he's making shots, then he goes a couple of games where he really struggles? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Outside of uh, Isaiah Brockington, I don't think Iowa State has had a really consistent offensive player uh, throughout, throughout the course of the season so far, and we've seen some guys get hot. And, you know, Brockington kind of had a rough game uh, for the most part, right up until he got that huge four-point play Massive. to Iowa State to lead yeah. for good. Yeah, that was, that was such a huge play. But beyond that, I mean, you, I think offensively you just got to rely on your defense to create opportunities on the offensive end. D.J. Osselberger has talked about that a lot. Uh, he's not going to apologize for whatever shortcomings they have on offense because he's uh, that confident and that focused on what Iowa State can do on defense, and it paid off. I mean, there aren't a lot of teams that can win by uh, making just three field goals in a, in a full half, but Iowa State's one of them. Uh, I think last time that happened in a Big 12 game or involving a Big 12 team was like 2014 or something like that. So you, you hang your hat on defense. You just ride that as far as you can. Uh, hope, you know, not hope. But that's part of the plan for Iowa State for that defense to turn into offense, and then yeah, see if you see whoever has the hot hand that day, maybe it can carry you a little bit more on the offensive end too. Jazz Koontz has become one of the most uh, efficient offensive players in the country right now. In fact, he is fifth in the country is he really? in offensive rating at Ken Pomeroy. That's the level that he's playing at. Is there a possibility down the line where we see him? maybe in the starting lineup or even getting more minutes than he is right now, just because a team that needs offense and he certainly provided it this year. Yeah, I, I suppose that, that could be a possibility. It's it's kind of a trade off. I mean, how much do you want to sacrifice on the defensive end mm-hmm. to get a good offensive player? Although I got to give Kuhn some credit. He was shown to be a very willing defender on Wednesday. I think more so than I've seen uh, during this season. And he drew 11 fouls and three of them, you know, he drew offensive fouls uh, from mm-hmm. Texas tech, which, were just huge for Iowa State in that one. So, you know, maybe, you know, if TJ wants to mix it up, he can plug uh, uh, Jazz in there and, and give him a shot and see how that affects the defense. And uh, But I, I don't know how much experimenting you want to do, you know, on the other side of the court and how much experimenting you want to do during the Big 12 season. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I wouldn't anticipate any changes, but you never know. Uh, Oklahoma comes into this game tomorrow night at one and one, uh, same as Iowa State. Both uh, both teams have lost uh, to, I think, arguably the best team. Maybe you wouldn't get much of an argument. Best team in the Big Twelve uh, in Baylor. Here's what I know about this Oklahoma team. Do you remember the Groves brothers, Trent, that, that um, from Eastern Washington yes. last year? And I was bitching that how oh, McCaffrey's got to go after Tanner Groves. Well, he's at Oklahoma now. Uh, Porter Moser's got him. Uh, he he was really good in the tournament last year. One of the stars of that tournament. Tournament. They looked like they left the set of Game of Thrones and put on a basketball uniform, those dudes. Uh, what else have they got as you scout Oklahoma, as you get ready to call the game tomorrow? What do you see when it comes to Oklahoma? Well, like, like Iowa State, a whole lot of Division One transfers on the Oklahoma roster. The Groves brothers coming over from Eastern Washington. Jordan Goldwire coming over from Duke. He was an all-ACC defender last season. Uh, they've got... Uh, couple other guys who transferred in, uh, uh, Ethan uh, Shagwa, uh, who uh, came in after four years at, at SMU. So he's been a big part of, of what they're doing there. So it, it's a little bit like Iowa State in that they have a lot of new faces, a lot of Division One transfers. And we're going to probably say this throughout the Big 12 season, but another team that really wants to start what it does on the defensive end. A game that certainly is winnable. And there are not a whole lot of winnable games on the road in the Big 12, just how good this conference is. 
again, Iowa State's in such a great position. There's no must-wins at this point. They're 13-1 for crying out loud. There's nothing like that. But just getting a road victory and maybe getting some of that confidence that translates to, hey, it's not just a Hiltner on a neutral floor. We can do this on the road and finding a way to get a road victory. Just the importance with what they have also looming around the corner, start, starting with Kansas next week. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's probably something that's not on the uh, mind of uh, Otzelberger and his, his players, but, you know, getting road wins in the Big 12 is pretty valuable if you have NCAA tournament hopes. And I looked uh-huh. up today, Joe Lunardi has Iowa State as a four seed mm-hmm. uh, in the tournament, which is just wild to think about. And Iowa State is one of four teams right now with at least four quad one victories, which is huge for your uh, NCAA tournament hopes. But uh, you go on the road, get some nice wins in conference. Uh, that certainly helps your cause as well as, you know, protecting uh, home court. And Oklahoma's not ranked. I don't think they're a quad one team. I don't really know how that all breaks down and off the top of my head, but uh, road wins in the Big 12 are always valuable uh, when it comes to postseason seeding and uh, to, you know, make yourself uh, in get into that upper tier of, of Big 12 teams. Uh, Anna Runa had been uh, starting to show up more and more on the on the score sheet. Uh, it, uh, I think he had 23, did he not, against 20-something uh, against Baylor. I think he was as good offensively as anybody had. What did Texas, two, Texas Tech do to him, Dave, uh, to, to keep him off the score sheet uh, on, uh, on Monday night? I think they did to him what they did to everybody else uh, on Iowa State when Texas Tech was on defense. It was just very physical, very energetic. Even though they only had seven guys playing, I never saw a drop-off in Texas Tech's energy and intensity mm-hmm. level throughout that game. And they were as aggressively in Iowa State's face, maybe more so than any uh, team I've seen. Baylor's certainly a really good defensive team. I don't think they played as aggressively. They relied more on their length and athletic ability. This Texas, team, Texas Tech team had to rely on its grit and effort, and they brought a ton of that to the floor, and I think that's why Iowa State struggled so much. And, you know, they, they play defense like that. They'll probably cause other teams to have low-scoring halves like Iowa State did because they, they were just in the face of, of whoever had the ball for Iowa State and really kind of wore down the Cyclones, maybe even more so than Texas Tech got wore down, which is ironic considering they were shorthanded. But that might be the most aggressive defense that Iowa State faces mm. all season. So it wasn't just in Aruna, obviously, who struggled. It was a lot of people, and they, they you know, really threw Iowa State off the rhythm, especially in that, that second half. And, and Aruna is a guy, you, you saw those score, the high-scoring outputs the last two games was because he was able to get into an early rhythm and get some opportunities close to the rim and get involved in rebounding and defense and getting the flow of the game. And he was visibly frustrated. You know, a lot of players were uh, in that game Wednesday night just, just because Texas Tech was so aggressive and in-your-face defensively. Goes without saying this is not an overly deep team. It's going to be a grind getting through this Big 12 slate. Anything that you've talked to at all with TJ about getting these guys off their feet, finding rest, and finding different ways, even in the course of the game, you know, find a couple more minutes for Robert Jones or Trey Jackson just because you know what it's going to be like and trying to get to the end of the season, get to March healthy, is going to be difficult with this few guys out there playing minutes. You know, that's a good question. I don't know if that's one that I don't remember that one coming up. I might have to steal that, Trent, for okay. uh, the pregame interview uh, tomorrow, if you don't mind. Yes, uh, yes. Maybe uh, check check with TJ and get his take on that because, yeah, you're right, and especially this opening stretch. You go from uh, Baylor to Tech down to Oklahoma, and then you turn right around on Tuesday and you play at Kansas, and that's, that's not exactly a fun stretch of games to play, especially when a couple of those are on the road in uh, fairly close proximity. So, yeah, it is, it is a grind in the Big 12 as always, and this – early stretch here, particularly so for Iowa State because they, they play that Tuesday night game at Kansas that compresses the schedule a little bit, at least uh, for these first four 
Big 12 contest. I, I know you're focusing on uh, on uh, men's basketball. Of course, football is over. Is, is there any news we're still waiting for uh, as far as um, players that will take advantage of that extra year? We know Ryan Vance is coming back. It, it, maybe Zach Peterson, is he about the only one? Or have you, uh, you know, I, I understand if you are totally focusing uh, on basketball at this point. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard much on that front. Uh Zach Peterson would certainly be an interesting case to, to come back because I don't, and I'm not an expert on this front, don't really see him as a pro prospect. Uh, and maybe, maybe he's ready to move on. A guy like Colin Newell, I mean, he's definitely ready to move on. He's been beat up playing center for four years. And probably, even though he does have another year of eligibility left, it, I get the impression that, you know, he's ready to move on and, and go forward with his life. But I don't, I'm, it's hard to say with Zach Peterson because he's not for names. I don't know him so well. But, uh, uh, he'd be definitely a, a guy who uh, you could see coming back just because he likes to play for Matt Campbell so much. Yeah. He likes that culture, being part of the Iowa State team. I wouldn't rule it out. I uh, wouldn't be surprised either way, whatever his decision is. Any more on football, Ken? Done. I got one selfish one. Need a scouting report. What am I going to see out of the little Cyclones tonight? Especially that second game, the boys' team, highly regarded this season. What am I going to see my first look at the little Cyclones this season? My last glimpse of them last year at the state tournament going to guess they've taken a step forward. Yeah, and, and Taman Lipsy has taken a big step forward. I mean, Has just he? the growth and maturity of aging another year mm-hmm. and working on his game and really developing his skills. Uh, he is such an explosive athlete with such great speed. It's, it's really incredible to watch. And he probably, you know, was a little bit raw to start out, even though it's tremendously athletic as a freshman, because he didn't really specialize in, in hoops. He played some football, mm-hmm. ran track. He wasn't the guy who was totally focused, although he did play AEU ball in the summer, of course. And he was always working on his skills. And now we're seeing that really come to fruition now that basketball is his sole athletic focus. And uh, it's just been tremendous uh, to see the leap he has made from the end of last year to the start of this one. I'm super impressed with the guy. He's absolutely team-first player. He looks to get his teammates involved early, even though he knows he could probably take over a game at any point. And sometimes he does. If if that's that's what Ames needs, He'll do that, but uh, his first instinct is to uh, get his, get the rest of his guys involved and uh, distribute a little bit, and, and he's a really proud and willing defender. I mean, he's a very skilled defender, too, probably one of the best in the state on that end of the floor, and uh, he's going to be fun for you to watch, Trent. I've I, I got to say, i got to give you a shout-out. I appreciate you stepping up and helping me out, so I'm filling in for Walters. You're filling in for me <laughs> for the, the Ames uh, Centennial matchup uh, doubleheader on New Stock 1430 KSI. Can't thank you enough for for that uh, assist, and I, I think you'll really enjoy watching Damon Lipsy and the rest of those guys play. Have a good call tomorrow, day, Dave Sproul. Happy for you. You and Eric Heft will do a good job. Eric is a fine, fine person. Is uh, I don't have to tell you that, but uh, really one of the best people around. Uh, you guys have a good call tomorrow night. Happy for you, Dave. We'll talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. You do the same, Dave Sproul. Filling in for John Walters tomorrow night on the call for Oklahoma as he did this past week. I can't remember what night the game was. The Texas Tech was a Tuesday. That was Wednesday. I don't know. Wednesday. This week. This week. Um, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Iowa last it night. Was. Wednesday was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Monday night was football, and it was that forgettable. Jeez.
We really was. Offensive. But you know what? 13 and 1. Exactly. We'll come back, uh, get the Hawkeye perspective of what's going on with our friend Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. He's up next, Miller and Condon. Still have some barbecue to give away from Claxons. We will do that. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. This is KXNO. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all new fans in on the action at this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. If they do, you win $250 in free bets. So let's wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on football with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game. For a bigger payout, I've showed Ken how to do this a couple of different times. It doesn't work with the, the bigger payout. <laughs> more legs you add, the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code KX to know. Bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, to win $200 in free bets if they win. That's code KX to know this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Occurring this spring. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. In Ankeny, Urbandale, Cool Sports. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Your side. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local KXNO. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on for podcasting. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. 100 bets off. 
Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee. Their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happy... Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The new Sunday Night Baseball ESPN crew, Trent Condon, Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, and David Cohn. Okay. They are doing a version of the Manning cast. I saw that. A-Rod and Michael K. Gross. Will you tune in? I will. <laughs> For which one? Well, I'll be watching the normal telecast, but every once in a while I'm I'll with flip you. I hate A-Rod. He's just, he's not good in the booth. He's, I'm, I, he's good on a desk. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. In a booth, he sucks. No thanks. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, um, I just, did the Manning was the were the Manning successful? Yes. Did they bring new people to the game, no. or did they take away from ESPN's audience? Um, I don't know if they took away. I think they built something there, but it's fun to watch. I, I enjoyed yeah. it, but it's not for everyday it's watchers not. either. No, it's it's not. All right, let's get to Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom was in Madison last night for the Hawks in Wisconsin. I want to start with the uh, football news, Tom, first of all. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always. Uh, Kyler Schott has made it official. He is foregoing the COVID year, and he's uh, going to um, try and be part of the NFL draft. Pro Football Focus has him on the list of offensive linemen that have an opportunity. Uh, your thoughts on, first of all, on Schott's career, what he built himself into, and then we'll you know uh, speculate a little bit on the future. A fun story. It this, really uh, was. You know, guys, not not a big guy, just a hardworking guy that, you know, small town, walks on, earns a scholarship, plays, you know, gets a starting role. I mean, it's you know one of those feel good um, stories of Iowa football, and you know had the unfortunately had the classic Iowa farm boy injury this early in the year yeah. where he breaks his foot jumping off a hay bale. Right. I mean, you know that's just uh, <laughs> it's just classic. Not a big guy by any means. People think he's got a shot though at the next mm-hmm. level, 
And he's got farming to fall back on after that one wraps up there. But you look at the future of the offensive line now. Shot's not going to be there. We still anticipate Linderbaum is going to go to the draft, even with the eyes emoji that he had after Riley Moss announced that he's coming back. So a look forward, an offensive line that did improve as the season went on, probably took a little longer than many people anticipated. What do you see up next for that O-line? I push back on the Linderbaum thing a little bit. Really? There's some, some, I don't know, Tyler's not not the guy to put the put out the kind of trolling tweet huh. you know that's not in his nature um and i had heard some stuff down in um orlando that he's he was like coin flippish about hmm. coming back which is wild to me um you know given where he's probably a first round pick yes you just think that but he's just a cut from a different cloth so i'm not ruling out I'm not saying he's coming back, but I'm saying not ruling it out. Um, he just kind of different cat. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, one thing I kind of anticipate is maybe Connor Colby moving to right tackle. Um, you know, there. Uh, I, I think Cody Entz would be at guard. Um, you know, Britt uh, maybe at one of the guards. Uh, but you know, we'll see how it all shakes out at at those two positions. But so much depends on, you know, if Linderbaum does come back, that uh, just kind of resets everything. Um, you know, that just changes. That's like, I, I joked the other day that if he did come back, it'd be like getting a six-star recruit. You know, because yes. I joked the other day that, that Riley Moss was like getting a five-star. Um, you know, when you think about it, a guy who was the best defensive back in the Big Ten, according to, you know, the, the people who voted on that award, um, you know, that's like a five-star uh, Linderbaum would be like a six star. Well, what, well put. When will we know, Tom? When, give us give us an idea. You got you got our full attention here. When do you think we'll yeah. know? I think fairly soon. Um, As in this think, weekend, soon? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get an idea about what he's going to do. I'm again. You're not um, saying it's done deal, that, right? Uh, no, but um, you know, I I just remember like Hawkinson wanted to come back, and then I think Kirk kind of had a sit down with him and said, look, you're nuts. <laughs> Go to the right. NFL. Yeah. And then he just kind of went to the NFL. But I, I, I do know that he's considering seriously coming back and that he he wouldn't have put that eye emoji up. If, uh, he's just not built that way. You, you look at his, his Twitter, it's not, uh, I'm going to troll you guys and get your hopes up kind of mm. guy. Interesting and intriguing, certainly. Well, the defense looks like it's going to be stacked next year. Offense has a chance to be special if they can find a quarterback or big-time improvements out of Spencer Petras. What's the latest, if anything, transfer portal, recruiting front? What about the quarterback position as we go to 2022? Yeah, that's kind of the the elephant in the room question, isn't it, uh, about quarterback and what, what's going to happen there. You know, so far, not in the portal. I think everybody thought maybe that was going to happen. It hasn't. So um, maybe he's hanging on and just going to see what happens. I do think that if Iowa went into the portal and because if you're going in the portal, you're going in to find a starter. Without a you're not going in to find somebody to, to, um, you know, be third string. You're just, you're not. Um, so if they go into the portal, they better get who they're getting, who they, who they're uh, eyeing. Cause I would anticipate that Petrus and Padilla would be in the portal the next day. Um, just moving on. Both of them. Be the, yeah, I would yeah. think so. 
And I, I think that's what Iowa probably believes as well, uh, that if those guys are, you know, if they're going to go after a, you know, shoot for the moon, Caleb Williams. They're going to go for him, uh, you know, and and kind of organize a huge NIL deal. You saw what like Eastern Michigan it's crazy. They offered him a Charlie million Batch, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, but uh, I, I I just think if they if they did something like that, you better you better uh, nail your target because you're probably going to be out two quarterbacks if you if you don't. Hmm. I think we should try and talk football as long as we can, Trent, because that's a much funner, <laughs> much more fun subject than what we saw last yeah. night. Just one more for me on football. Uh, one of the one of the names we heard so much about leading up to this football season last year was Yaya Black. Um, what happened there, Tom? Um, I think it's just a, one of the things was in fall camp um, he was kind of dinged up, and so I think he got behind a little bit. Uh, and so that slowed his development. The other thing that he's got to do is um, play with a lower pad level. I know Phil Parker's mentioned that. I think Kelvin Bell's mentioned it as well, that he just plays too high. He's a big guy, uh, and it's one of those things that, like, um, Carl Davis had to learn how to do that too because he was bigger, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, defensive lineman. you just got to play lower than your natural body wants you to play, and I think that's the big thing for his development. If he learns to play with a lower pad level, he's going to be tough to keep off the field. Talented dude, chance going forward. And Lucas Van Ness, another one of those on that defensive line as a youngster, I thought stepped up in a big way. Well, we've talked football. Hmm. Let's get into it now. Basketball last night and another just pitiful defensive effort. Not good on the boards. It was a rough night for the Hawks. Just a rough night or concerns for you going forward? Oh, I, I think at this point it's got to be um, pretty concerning that they are just struggling to stop people, you know. Um, they are. They're just, they're just not stopping people at all. And it, that's, uh, the you know, the Ken Palm number for de- adjusted defense is at 162 today. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to do anything when uh, your adjusted defense is 162, is over uh, 101.7, and that's uh, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. The next team, you know, Chattanooga at 67 is the only other 100 one. Syracuse, 103.7. They're really bad. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Nobody else is close to that. Iowa's offense, still really good. Number three in the country, but um, that, that defensive number has got to improve, and they got to figure out how to rebound. Yes. And they just do because Wisconsin, uh, you know, going into the game, Wisconsin was being out-rebounded on the season by their opponents by, by a fraction, but still um, being out-rebounded. And they just kicked Iowa's butt on the glass. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, nobody's going to mistake uh, Tyler Wall and Stephen Kroll for uh, Will Chamberlain and Bo Russell. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, they're, they're not great rebounders. So that's something. And, and we've seen that. Uh, in several games now where I was just gotten gotten drilled on the glass. Yeah, offensive. What did, what did Fran say after the game last night? They got six-second chance opportunities on 31 misses or wherever, whatever the number was. Uh, uh, has to be better. Um, you know, if you're if you're getting set to play against Iowa, don't you just – you know Keegan Murray's going to get his. Don't you just worry to try and shut down the other four? Because until somebody steps up, and he got to give Chris Murray credit last night. He he certainly uh, – he had double digits last night. But just don't – let Keegan get his. We'll shut down the other four. 
that's kind of what happens now, isn't it? They yeah. it, they don't have that. They haven't found that consistent second score like last year when you had Luca Garza. You knew you also had Joe Wieskamp, and he could get your buckets. And um, you know Jordan Bohannon until the end was just you know he was uh, doing a little Mark Titus. He was you know club trillion for most of that game. He did no stats other than minutes and. Um, and then he got hot at the end when uh, it was interesting. He just, that was when he was kind of playing point guard and then he finally started hitting some shots when he had the ball in his hand and, and bringing it up and, and taking some, some threes. So they got to figure out how to get Jordan going. I think that would help, uh, immensely. And then, um, you know, Patrick up and down. I thought he played really well last night. He just didn't score a whole lot of points, but I thought he passed the ball and uh, did a lot of other things that were really good. This team. You said before the season, as the season progressed, NCAA tournament team. As you look at them right now, you still believe that? I don't. I really oh, don't. I, I, I always thought that they were kind of a bubble team. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Ken Palm has them 25 this morning. I, it's wild to me that the uh, the analytics sites still love Iowa this year. Yeah. They love them more this year than they did other years when I thought maybe they should have loved them. And it's, it's odd to me. But, um, you know, Ken Palm Torvik still loves them. Uh, but it's just like, uh, I don't see it. You know, this they need a week off. I think they're pretty beat up just talking to some of the guys that they've got some nursing, some injuries. So uh, they got to get healthy. If they can get healthy, then maybe they can um, discover uh, a more consistent defense to go along with trying to find a second and third store, scorer on a consistent basis. Wisconsin look like a uh, tournament team to you? Boy, Johnny Davis looks so good, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Wall was good. So smooth. He just, yeah, Wall was really good. That surprised me. Um, and, they, you know, they're starting to develop something there. But, boy, I, you know, I kind of, like, compare Johnny Davis to, like, a bigger Donovan Mitchell. He just, you know, mm-hmm. ball in his hand, and he can get wherever he wants and get a bucket and, um, you know, mid-range game, and he's got the deep game, and he can get to the rim and dunk, and he's he's really good, um, much better than I thought he was. So, um, you know, credit to that kid. He's he's really picked up his game. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, you've uh, got our full attention with Tyler Linderbaum, uh, not the foregone conclusion. Not saying he's coming back, but not the foregone conclusion that 99% of us thought that it was. We will wait for that announcement. HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, we'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, Tom Caker. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Well, that's interesting. Yes, intriguing. Seemed like uh, that was fait accompli. Different guy. Grew up in Solon. Yeah. I know, and hop, skip, and a jump away. Being a Hawkeye was his dream. will be there next year. He will. And he will be a part of it mm-hmm. whenever he wants to be. I heard, you heard Tom say that uh, Hawkins has got a kick in the pants from Ferris. <laughs> right. To get out of here. Get the same one here. And he was an eighth overall pick. I've seen I've seen a bunch of mock drafts where Linderbaum is in the top ten. Still hard to believe a center is going to go that high. Man, but you plug him in for a dozen years at that nice, spot. nice, isn't it? Oh, boy. Well, we'll see. What we will do now is take our final break of the uh, program and open up the phone lines to four of you at 284-515-284-5966. It's time to win some 
I'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxton's. If you have not participated in this promotion in the last month, you are eligible to do so. Regardless if you've won or you haven't, you can only play once a month. We would like to hear from four of you now at 2845966. If you're getting a ring, that means you are in. Stay right there. We will get to you. Claxton's Barbecue next, 515-284-5966. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan and so much more along with steaks burgers ribs and a children's menu for the little ones and don't forget about the chicken coops daily lunch and drink specials catch all the games at the chicken coop in ankeny urbandale Eagle sports Forty-five on a Friday. Time for Claxton's giveaway. Thirty-one, thirty-one, Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. Thirty-one, thirty-one, Eighth uh, Street Southwest in Altoona. Online ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. If you're thinking of betting the uh, national championship game Monday night, and you're on Georgia's side, uh, DraftKings is the only one that still has two and a half. Oh, really? Everybody is up to three. Up to three. DraftKings right. holding on for now. So if you are, I wouldn't uh, linger, procrastinate. If you uh, want to get Georgia and don't want to lay the field goal, want to come into that under that magic number. Shane, Derek, Steve, and Scott, we are going to give you four gentlemen. An opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Shane is up first. Shane, how are you? Uh, good afternoon. Doing good, well. Good to hear. Uh, you know how this works, right? What was that? You, you know how this works, right? Yes. Here we yep. go. Georgia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama on Monday. Uh, let's go with Alabama. North Dakota State gives seven and a half to Montana State in the FCS championship uh, tomorrow. Uh, Montana State. Uh, Sunday in the NFL, Tennessee is a nine and a half point favorite over the Texans. Uh, let's go with uh, Titans. Now here's a little college basketball. Oklahoma, we've got them at two and a half over Iowa State tomorrow in Norman. Uh, let's go with uh, Iowa State. All right, uh, here's the tiebreaker, Shane. Total points in the Sunday night game, Raiders-Chargers. Total points closest without going over is the tiebreaker. Uh, let's see, 46. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. You, you too, thank you. Appreciate it. Derek is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Derek. How are we doing? Love the show, fellas. Thank you, Derek. Two and a half. Georgia, two and a half point favorite over Bama. Their defensive line or the size of Volkswagen. I'm taking Georgia all day. Georgia all day for you. North Dakota State gives seven and a half to Montana State, Derek. We're giving them. Take the bison. Taking the bison. The Titans are a nine and a half point favorite over the Texans. That's my team. My Titans are going to roll it. I'll take the Titans. All right. Oklahoma, two and a half point favorite over Iowa State tomorrow in Norman. 
Oh, we're an offensive juggernaut tomorrow. We're taking the clowns all day. All right, here's the tiebreaker, Derek. Total points uh, in the Sunday night game, Raiders-Chargers, closest without going over. 39. Derek, good to hear from you. Have a good weekend. You too. Love you, Joe. Thank you. Steve is up next. Hello, Steve. Hello there. Uh, Steve, George is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. I uh, can't get the first game out of my head. I'm taking Georgia. Okay. Uh, North Dakota State, 7.5 over Montana State. I'll take all those points. Give me Montana plus those points. I'm with you on that one. Tennessee, 9.5 at Houston. Uh, I'll take Tennessee. Oklahoma, 2.5 point favorite over Iowa State tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma there. Uh, Steve, total points. Sunday night football, Raiders-Chargers is the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. I'll go 40 points. You have a good weekend, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And Scott brings Claxons to a close for the week. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Good, thank you. Monday night, Georgia's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. Georgia. Bison gives seven-and-a-half to Montana State. Montana State. Tennessee, a nine and a half point favorite over Houston in Houston. Uh, Houston. Oklahoma, two and a half point favorite over Iowa State tomorrow night, five o'clock. Oklahoma. And tiebreaker is total points in the Sunday night game. Chargers, Raiders, closest without going over, Scott. 35. Scott, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Any consensus? No consensus. No clean sweeps this week. That doesn't mean uh, no automatic plays for me because I always love to do that. Mm-hmm. Seemingly each and every week that we get one. But it's time for our picks. We both come off winning weeks. What were you? 3-1-1. One, one. So you get the T-Box because I, I was 3-2. The T-Box, 3-1-1, 48-41. And one against the spread for me this 48, season. Uh, 48, 41. 48, 41. That's and pretty one. good. So what winning. did I get to? You're at 38, 50 and one. Yep. Getting there. Yeah. Building. Building. To I've had three straight back to back to back winning weeks. Still a long ways to go. We do this through February. Okay. And we got weeks to go, including our first ever week 18. Of the NFL slate. Let's get in there right away. And I am jumping aboard. I thought we were going to get a consensus. Houston, all day long. Give me the points and the Texans with pick number one. Absolutely love love this one. Let's go to game number two. We're grabbing points again. It's a noon window. Steelers, Baltimore, outside chance of getting in the playoffs. This is a no-doubter. I've told you for years. This is every time you get more than a field goal in this game, you grab the points. It happened earlier this season. You were a winner. We're going to the well once again. Grab the four and a half. Give me Pittsburgh with pick number two. You're searching through these games. you got to find ones that make sense. Games that actually matter. This one matters to both teams. 49ers at the Rams. Mm-hmm. And this has been domination on one side. Five straight for San Francisco. Five in a row, and I'm getting points. I don't care if it's Trey Lance. I don't care if it's Garoppolo. I want the 49ers. Give me the four and a hook. And San Francisco with pick number three. Sunday night football, it almost seems too easy. The Chargers are a better team, right? Just something off about this team. Every time they take a step forward, it's two steps back. Give me the points again for the fourth time. Give me the Raiders plus the field goal. And we wrap it up with the national championship game. We'll talk about this, of course, more on Monday. 
Uh, same thing. I'm getting Alabama and I'm getting points. Where do I sign? All day long. Nick Saban plus the field goal. All right, Trent. So we've got three games the same. Different Ooh. outcomes in two of them. Can I bet the Montana State game tomorrow? Yes, the FCS you can. championship game? I'm going to. Tommy Malott, I love the quarterback. The story of this kid. Great stories. Good player in his own right. I'll take seven and a half. I think the Bison go down. Seven and a half. I might be searching for that money line Ooh. tomorrow. I mean, Montana State in seven and a half. I disagree on the Rams. The Rams need this game in the worst way. As we mentioned, they've, they've lost to San Francisco five straight times. This feels to me like the second best team in the NFC right now behind Green Bay. Rams need to prove it. I think they will. Lay the four and a half. Cardinals, Seattle. Is this Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk? I'm asking you. Yes. I agree. Arizona, going to spoil it. Lay the six and a half. Cardinals, pick number three. I'm with you, Trent. I think the Raiders are going to beat the Chargers. You're 100% right. One step forward, two, maybe three steps back for the Chargers. And my best bet of the week. Folks, you've seen my college bull picks, right? I'm awful. <laughs> I've got to get one of them right. Georgia, two and a half. DraftKings, still at two and a half. I will take Georgia as my best bet of the week. Four favorites for you. Five dogs for me. Hang on, I got, I got no, I got three favorites. Oh take yeah, you got Montana, Montana State. State yeah, yeah, Montana State. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good for you. Not bad. Two doggies this week. Let those doggies bark. So, what's your plan? You gonna play for our Bet Rivers contest? No, you know what I think I'm doing? I got thirty bucks left. Yeah. I think I might save it and bet the Blue Jays. <laughs> just gonna accept that there's yeah, a loss. There's no I way to get no, back I don't in have it. A prayer. Andrew Downs is home free. Oh, he is dominating this yeah. competition. I mean, he is. So I think I'll just take a pass and uh-huh. bet uh, bet a future on the Jays once those come out. Are they? They're not out yet. Huh? I don't think they are. I don't know if there's going to be a season. Right. I mean, we think there will. Win totals make sense right. because. We don't know. There's been free agencies going to go crazy once they get back. Figure it out. Yes, please. How about Rob Manfred firing, was it Verducci? Yeah. Or not re-upping his contract, I guess it was. Because he was critical of him in a column. What? Come on, grow some skin for some He's got some problems, He does. Absolutely. And the player should be one of them. What did he call the trophy? Just a hunk of of metal? Yeah, a hunk of metal. I was going to say a piece of junk. It wasn't quite that bad, but... Pretty close. Yeah, it's your sport. It really is. I mean, that's how a lot of them heard it. Uh, Iowa State tomorrow. Do they beat Oklahoma on the road to move to 14-1? and Numbers pretty, you, you set it at two and a half uh, with, uh, with Ken Palm, which will be close. Yep. Um, the Groves brothers, both of them, Tanner, the big kid in the middle. I think so. I think they get it done. I think they find a way to eke out a victory. Five o'clock? Five o'clock, yes. Weird time. Weird start time. Well, it's, it's it's Broncos and Chiefs too, so I'm going to be oh, going back yeah. and forth one more time. But that's okay. It's a yeah. clacker, right? You're not going down a mind shot. I think you're going to get a better head. game with the college basketball tomorrow. I, than you're getting I that. think so. I think Denver's going to get killed. I, I think Kansas City will win. Now you've been saying all week you like you like t- t- uh, the Texans to knock off the mm-hmm. Titans, therefore giving Kansas well, City not the one knock seat. them off. I, I'm grabbing the points. Oh, you don't. You're not necessarily yeah, beat them. I don't think they're going to beat them. I think they got something up their sleeve. Though. They beat them convincingly when they played earlier this year. They did. Does Henry play this week? No. Do you get him four or five carries? Just well, to, if you can, just to get him acclimated, get his feet, and especially if, of course, if you win, you get the bye. Mm-hmm. 
Just want to get a little bit of that rust shaken off. You know who off. else is on that uh, on that same injury plane? Um, J.J. Watt. I thought he was done for the year. Right, yeah. So did He's I. probably not going to play this week, but maybe uh, in the playoff game next week. Well, Ooh. that is going to do it for us here today. You can hear Trent tonight. He's got uh, the Ankeny Centennial versus the Little Cyclones on 1430 KASI. Murph and Andy are an hour and four minutes away. The Fanatics at three tomorrow morning. Start your morning with the Saturday morning pregame show, Sir on Robertson Company on the air tomorrow at 8 o'clock. We're back on Monday. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.